Well, as we have uh, clearly made reference to, the scriptures have clearly made reference to, and the fact is we use Advent for the first few weeks as a vehicle of preparation for the return of Jesus. Uh, we live between the times of the two comings, his first coming as Savior, he will return as King of kings and Lord of lords in all his majesty. Until we get to this fourth Sunday and the fourth candle lit, and um, it's time for us now to focus not on the future, but first of all on the past. And to hear the story of the miraculous, mysterious, inexplicable truth that once upon a time we became the visited planet, visited by God himself in human form in the name of Jesus. And even his name is a marker and an indication of his purposes. For as you probably know, Jesus, which is Yeshua, sometimes another derivative of Joshua, but the idea of Yeshua, the meaning of that is God who saves. Or as another interpreter has tried to wrestle with this Hebrew, God is a saving cry. That is to say, shout to God when you're in need of help. That there is something all about God that is about rescuing and saving. In spite of all the other things we know about God, there's something all about God about rescuing and saving. And that's good. Getting rescued is a big deal. Do you have in your memory a particular time of being rescued? Do you remember how you felt before you were rescued? What it was like being rescued? Do you remember particularly who rescued you? Do you remember how you felt about them afterwards? Depending, about, depending on the significance and the need for rescuing. My most vivid memory of being rescued, it was at dusk on the ocean, and our boat had been swamped. It was simply floating at water height, the gunnels of the boat. My father and mother, a sister, a young boy who could not swim, um, who was a guest of ours, and a dog, and me. And as the sun set, we were being beaten around by waves on top of a shoal, pushed further and further away from the Edisto mainland and no way of letting anybody know that we were in trouble. The one thing that saved us was we were expected for dinner that night with friends on the front beach of Edisto. And we did not know at the time, but they were following us across the ocean as the sun was setting. We were returning later than we had intended in a slow boat. And they were following us through binoculars, and there was one individual sharp enough there to see something that uh, that boat was lower than it ought to have been and lower than it was before the previous wave. It was that sort of thing. And because of that individual walking, watching from the deck, because of their expecting to have us there that night for dinner, they called the Coast Guard and to let them know they believed something was wrong. And they called some people down at the marina and let them know and believe that there was something wrong. 
A boat came through the rough seas. A Coast Guard helicopter came from Charleston. The boat that made it across was able to load us all up. The helicopter hovered overhead for a while, spoke to us through their some sort of big speakerphone, stayed with the boat that had rescued us until we were safely back in harbor. They flew back to Charleston, and our friends led us off on the dock. And before the night was over, we were sitting, albeit late, sitting at our friend's house having dinner. Getting rescued is a big deal. (laughs) And the bigger the need for rescue, the bigger the deal is. And usually, this rescuer, God himself, this one whom we know as the Lord of life, we know as Father, we've been invited to call him Father, usually... This saving God needs someone willing to help. That's a human being. Needs someone willing for God to have their way with them. Needs a person willing to be available for God's purpose. That was Jesus. But first of all, it was Mary, the mother of Jesus. A young woman a young woman visited by the angel Gabriel, a young woman given a mysterious and inexplicable message, a young woman that was invited in to be a participant in Operation Rescue Humankind. Mary, willing to help. Let it be, Lord, according to your purposes. Use me, have me as you will as necessary, willing for God to have his way with her, willingly available to the Holy Spirit and to the Lord, her womb willingly ready to receive, one who would be called Son of God, Yeshua, Savior, or God is a saving cry. You know, the truth of the matter is, in that experience of being saved, there's a purpose in every individual who knows that salvation. Saved, we might say, in order to help save others. Or as is more familiarly said, blessed to be a blessing. There's a great wisdom from one of the verses of Proverbs. I think we can have it on the screen. The one who blesses others is abundantly blessed. Those who help others are helped. Those saved are saved to help save others. I ran across a journal on the internet this week and I simply want to share with you one individual's reminder of this as it was laid personally and particularly on his heart. He reminds us that in the story of God's beginning, we'll get this up there as well. In the story of God's beginning, God comes to Abraham and tells Abraham, like he told Mary really, 
that through him all peoples of the earth will be blessed. In fact, in that opening passage in the 12th chapter of Genesis, that word blessing just pops up again and again and again. Barakah in the Hebrew. Blessed, blessing, blessed, blessed, blessed. That this is the very heart of the plan of God for all eternity. This fellow wrote into his journal. Blessed to be a blessing. God blessed Abram to be a blessing to others. God sent his servant, his son, to bless us, all of us, from Abraham to Israel to Jesus to us. God sent Jesus to be the blessing so that we could bless others and be a blessing ourselves. So this particular individual began to ask himself those kind of appropriate questions. So my question is, he wrote mostly to myself, is how? How as a Christ follower do I become a blessing? How do I become a blessing with my time, my money, my possessions, my body, my brain, my words, and my daily routine? How at home, at work, in my neighborhood, and in my community? How with the resources I have been blessed do I bless others? How do I become a blessing? And he concluded, I need to continue to ask these questions as I walk through my day, my week, my year. And he concluded, I pray that I will more and more have frequent and very specific answers to these questions. Do you see the beauty of Mary? How she answered these questions? Blessed in order to be a blessing to others. She sees and understands that regardless of what the difficulties or implications of an unexpected pregnancy and no doubt an unexpected life from this moment forward with an unexpected eldest son who throughout his adulthood does unexpected things that Mary believes, Mary trusts, Mary hopes, Mary who has been blessed becomes a blessing for others. Mary gives us Jesus, the mother of the Savior. I believe that is our preparation until Jesus returns. The beginning, the celebration is he has come. May this week be a rich light, a rich week of celebration for you. Savior, Yeshua, He came. Mary, thank you for being the Christ bearer, the God bearer. Lord, I needed rescuing. I needed it badly. Thank you, Lord for sending the Coast Guard helicopter. Thank you for sending friends in a boat. Lord, thank you for sending Jesus for our lives. And when you know that, you have the blessing. And when you have the blessing, you have the purpose in your life defined. Blessed to be a blessing to others. Loved in order to love others. Saved in order to help others be saved. Thanks be to God. Amen.
Brothers and sisters, the blessings and the peace of the Lord be always with you.